This is Miller's Edge on Tide With Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer, this is the Miller's Edge. Everybody, welcome into the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. One day away, another showdown, another SEC West matchup. Alabama hitting the road for the first time in the SEC to take on Mississippi State. The Tide looking to go 2-0 and in the conference, 4-1 and on the season. Late night game. What we're going to see, we don't know. As I said last night on the Miller's Edge, Edge Extra, what team will show up? Will it be the first half team that we saw last week against Ole Miss? Or will it be that second half team that look more like Alabama football? Running the football with great precision, effort, success, passing games sharp, receivers making plays. Defense outstanding. What version of Alabama will you see on tomorrow night? That is the question we'll throw out there for you today. We love taking your calls. We want your score predictions. It is Prediction Friday, and we give away a nice little Miller's Edge hat or T-shirt or whatever stuff we got. We'll give to you if you get it right. 205-342-9904 is the number to the program or on all our socials at the Miller's Edge. You can go there, too, if you want to and put your score there. We'll find it. And uh, we'll get you rocking and rolling. Speaking of rock and rolling, I'm on the road, headed to Tuscaloosa, T-Town, about a couple hours out. Christian Miller in Tuscaloosa already. And it sounds like Noah's behind the glass, or is that Justin Jones? I could not tell, but uh, we're driving you for the next hour. Christian, what's up? Not much. It's uh, ready for one day closer to, to kick off, and uh, I'm excited, you know, Coming off a good week last week, that old miss showing the second half. Let's just let's just we'll keep it at the second half, right? First half we, we can we can kind of put that behind us. But that second half, really good showing. So I'm I'm really excited, you know, because this now I'm curious uh, to your point. I think that's a great point. You know, what team are we going to get uh, come Saturday night? It's going to be a late game at eight o'clock. These guys are going to have a lot of time sitting around the hotel, um, you know. So it's just going to be you know a lot a lot of you know eagerness probably a lot of, a lot of excitement. Uh, so I'm just going to be sitting there. Uh, waiting for it, but uh, I'm curious as well to see which group we'll get. Uh, I'm hoping and I'm confident that we get that second half football team that we've seen out of Alabama, both in the USF game and the Ole Miss game, right? You know, I, I, 
I'm expecting those guys to build off of that. Um, I, I'm sure there's going to be their fair share of challenges. It's their first SEC road game. You know, that's expected. Uh, but as long as we can, you know, keep it tight, you know, be as disciplined as possible, limit the penalties, and build off of that momentum that, that we created last week in the second half against Ole Miss, I think we're going to see a really good performance from this football team. And I think, uh, you know, the fact that you know, now you got your guy in Jalen Milrow, you had him last week, we saw – you know, how, how they looked after naming a guy and starting to take shape around uh, their players. You know, you got another week under your belt, and, and, and they should keep growing. And so that's what, I'm, that's what I'm expecting. We'll see how it goes. But, you know, we've been talking about it. We talked about it a lot last night on the Miller's Edge. Extra over on our YouTube channel where you can subscribe there at the Miller's Edge. You don't want to miss it. Uh, those those lives and the postgame shows have been phenomenal so far and getting a lot of good feedback. So make sure you guys check us out there. But we talked about it. You know, this is going to be a good challenge for them and not to jump ahead, but I think it's a great challenge and a great opportunity setting themselves up because they're going to have another SEC road game the following week, right? And so you go to Mississippi State uh, tomorrow and, and that is, it's going to be a good environment. You know, those annoying cowbells, it's going to be loud. Uh, but yeah, very distracting. And so I think it's a, it's a good first SEC road game, not to discredit these guys. I know Coach Saban said that they arguably are the best team they played outside of Texas, um, which they are a good team. They're a physical group. They're an aggressive group. But, I, I mean, after watching them, I've watched the South Carolina game, the Arizona game, the LSU game. I don't know where I necessarily would rank them, uh, but I would just say that I think it's a good opportunity where they're, they're not – and I don't want to jinx it, but I just I don't see them being – too much to handle in the first SEC road game, if that makes sense, without downplaying them. I think they're a good football team, but it's not like your first SEC on the road is at LSU or at A&M, right? So I think this is a good SEC road opener to kind of, you know, get under their belt and, and get them ready, you know, for these next couple games, or at least the A&M one, because I think that one's probably going to be an even greater challenge. Wouldn't you agree? No, I, no doubt. I mean, uh, next weekend's going to be tough. Always at Cal Field. When you go to Texas A&M, but let's start with the Mississippi State game because Mississippi State has two consecutive losses at home a couple of weeks ago against a very good LSU team. They go up in my neck of the woods here in Columbia, South Carolina and lose uh, in a high scoring affair against the Gamecocks. So, you know, it's kind of a, a weird thing that took place because you was watching you know, the Mississippi State team, Arizona, LSU, where they tried to uh, impose their will at running the football, right? It was like, why are they getting away from the Mike Leeds to, you know, air raid and not throwing it 55 times a game? They're trying to run the ball, play solid defense, uh, you know, trying to put his own new mark uh, on this football team. Well, that didn't work out too well. And then last week, you know, they get to South Carolina, and what do we see? 45, what did we throw for 45 times, something crazy like that? Over 400 yards, several touchdowns. They got into a shootout with the Gamecocks, and we saw a little bit of resemblance of the Mike Leach offense. So I don't know what Alabama is going to see. I don't know how they are going to how they are going to attack the Tide because I don't think they'll try to run it. I think they're going to try to throw it. I think they're going to try to have quick passing game. Uh, they may throw it to try to open up the run game. I'm not sure, but they've been a little bit of both up to this point against the Tide. Uh, we talked about this, Christian. This is a game Alabama should win easily when you, when you compare on paper, at least. But I still have the question, which team's going to show up? Because last, the first half of last week game was ugly. 
I mean, it was absolutely ugly. And you're like, when are they going to get out of this this spiraling, you know, just sloppiness and fatigue and 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 stoic football team? When, when is that going to end? Well, whatever Coach Saban said after halftime, it worked. Kind of like what he said in the fourth quarter of South Florida, he challenged them, and we saw a different team. They outscored Ole Miss 18-3 in the second half. So that's the question. Can he, and he continues to talk about from, you know, hey, coach, to his different media platforms about motivating his players, how he can continue to get these guys to play consistent winning football. And to me, that's been the the challenge. We haven't seen consistent winning football. It's been all over the place. We know this team has potential. We know this team has talent. But they are having a problem of being consistent offensively. You know, they can't be consistent running the football. They're not a consistent passing team. They're not a consistent pass protection team. Uh, the, the most consistency we've seen has been coming from the defense. And I think the defense has played pretty good, but still they've given up some plays. We've seen still some breakdowns in the secondary things like that, but it, it hasn't been crazy. So, it, it, again, I'm going to say it again. For Alabama to get where they want to go, which is win every SEC game, get back to Atlanta, they have to become more consistent as an offensive team. And I don't think it's just the players. I, I'm putting a lot of the blame on the coach, uh, the offensive coordinator. I'm putting blame on how they handle this quarterback situation up to this point. Finally, they decide, hey, you know, when they knew that, they knew that. But I, again, I think it was the promises and Coach Saban, his words, not mine, basically said, hey, you know, we promised these guys would give an opportunity. Well, you gave them an opportunity in the scrimmages and in practice. You knew Jalen Miro was the best candidate for the job and he was going to give you the best opportunity to win. They knew that. And I think they messed around and players had their feelings about it, you know, who they thought. And so it was messed up. But we're going to forget about that because we chalked that up as preseason and we're moving on. But I'm still putting the pressure on Tommy Reese. Who is this guy? Can he handle this job, this magnitude of being office coordinator for Nick Saban? Because up to this point, it's been less than average. It's been pretty poor, if you ask me. I said yesterday that the play calling was, I, I, I totally didn't like it. I thought it was uh, it's ancient. as another word, an adjective I'll use, ancient. It is old, it's boring, there's no innovation, and it's showing. I mean, this team has too much ability, too much talent at wide receiver and at tight end, at running back, to score 24 points. This offense needs to be open up, unlocked, and let these dudes play and have fun. We saw it with the defense. And you said this, we don't really want to call it dumb it down, but they became more simple defensively, right? Where these guys are not thinking all the time. They're playing more free, right? They're not playing so cautious, scared to make a mistake. You can see that out of the defense. And that's the play calling being simplified. Simplify the offense. Tempo, quick quick balls, quick screens, slants, sluggos. I've talked about this at nausea. So, Tommy Reese, get yourself together. Open up that playbook you got. I know it's a lot of pages in there. 
and stop running seven or eight plays. Your running game generic. Right? You got to get crafty in the running game to create. I mean, I heard uh, Dan Orlowski talking about, about with the, the Jets. I mean, since it's the coaches. They're not giving the kid a chance to, to win because they're holding them back. And that's what I feel about Jalen Milrow. That's what I feel about the offense of Alabama. They're holding them back because they're too simple. And you get a quarterback in the mindset, hey, he's scared to make a mistake. You're not allowing him to, to really excel with his ability. So, uh, again, I think this is a, a very winnable game. But I'm really eager to see, Christian, which Alabama football team is going to show up offensively. I'm not concerned about the defense. I'm speaking, I'm not concerned about the special teams. I'm concerned about which offensive team is going to show up on tomorrow night. Will it be the stoic, boring, lethargic offense that we see in Ole Miss? We saw it South Florida for three quarters. Or will it be the one fourth quarter team we saw where they dominated the line of scrimmage? They made people quit. In the second half of Ole Miss, they made them quit. And they dominated offensively. That's the, that's the side of the ball I'm hoping, or side of the corner that I hope that we see from this offense come Saturday night. Yeah, and I think that's what everybody is, is expecting or looking forward to because you said, I mean, the defense, has been elite. The defense, if you look at them, the biggest question mark, and we talked about this last night, the defense, the really only, the only question mark I would say that we were still trying to get an answer to was the defensive line, in my opinion, so far, um, through about three or four games, uh, was just seeing, you know, how they would step up, right? And in my opinion, last week against Ole Miss, they answered those questions. We saw Tim Smith, Keenan, those guys, being very active, right? And they, they were making a difference. They were penetrating. They were getting pressure. They were help creating that cage uh, in the pass rush. Because you know the two edge guys, Braswell and Dallas Turner, you know they're going to be effective. You, we needed to see more push from the interior. We started seeing that. You know, the inside linebacker played to this point uh, with Deontay Lawson and Tresman Marshall, and even sometimes seeing Jahad Campbell and uh, Kendrick Blackshire had been solid. The secondary, in my opinion, had, had really been a strong suit for this team. You know, Terry on Arnold, arguably the most improved player on the defense or the whole team in, in general. So you're right, you know, defensively, not too much to worry about there, you know, but when you look at it, really, it just was the offensive side of the ball and their consistency. And I know some people have the opinion, well, oh, you know, we just need to, you know, just uh, outmatch people. Well, here's the problem, folks. We tried doing that the first few games. I think that was the coach's mindset going into the season that, hey, we've got these big offensive linemen, we should be able to outmatch guys, out physical guys, impose our will, run the ball at will, control the game. Well, unfortunately, that wasn't working. And that's why we're saying that they need to be more innovative. They need to implement more things because that will end up opening up some of the, the, the basic concepts, right? You know, do some jet sweeps, right? Do some, some quick tunnel screens. Make the defense be on their toes. Make them have to read and react. Make them play sideline to sideline. That way they're not so aggressive and penetrating. You got to make them pay. And so I agree with you. That's what I feel like we need to see. And I think that's the biggest question mark going into this game, especially, you know, because we always had a saying, defense travels, right? But, you know, offense, you know, they're going to have to face the adversity of the crowd noise. They're going to have to have, you know, a little more difficulty getting their communications going because it's so loud and they're going to be a little disrupted, right? So I think that's the biggest thing that I'm looking at. Um, and, and, and I think they'll, they'll continue to grow off what they've been doing. I, I just think sometimes, like you said, we're a little too simplistic. You know, we're a little too lackluster in the play calls. And, and also, I think we could be a little more aggressive. 
I get what you want to protect the football. I totally understand that. But there's ways to, to, to take shots and be aggressive, but also uh, being mindful of not turning the football over. And I think we should be able to do that. You know, Jalen Milrow statistically is arguably one of the best deep ball throwers in the country, right? You got to take advantage of that. We saw that in the second half of the Ole Miss game. We started taking some shots. You've got the receivers now that are stepping up. You know, Jermaine Burton, another guy who's much improved from last season. Isaiah Bond stepping up. Now you're seeing the freshman Jalen Hale. Uh, so utilize those guys. I mean, hell, you even got Amari uh, Nyblack, who's a mismatched nightmare. We've seen what he can do in the passing game. Keep creating those mismatches. And I think that's what you're trying to describe for these uh, fans out there and listeners. So what you're saying is, you know, be innovative and create those matchups, right? Those mismatches and get guys into open space. Get them on those one-on-ones that you know you can mm-hmm. trust those guys to go and make plays because that's what we don't really see too much of. I know some people are like, well, well these plays look fun and they're exciting. Those are big plays. And I'm like, the problem is that's just really good execution. You know, that those plays that you're pointing out aren't necessarily like an innovative play design. And it's okay to be simplistic if that is effective, but the problem is, there's a lot of the time we try to keep it simple and outmatch guys, and it's just not working. I mean, we, we had a difficult time outmatching USF, right? Uh, had a difficult time outmatching Texas, who, who was arguably one of the best fronts in the country, I guess. But, um, right, you, my thing is, look, if, if something's not working, you got you to gotta adapt. You got to do some changing, and, and that's fine. I think that's what they'll do. If I had to guess, maybe they were sticking to a little bit more conservative, simplistic call style because they were still trying to figure out the quarterback situation they were trying to figure out you know who can we rely on to contribute i mean they still are trying to answer the question at left tackle uh going into what is this week five now so i mean yep week five i think this yeah they're still trying to figure out uh who's gonna be the left tackle i heard they've been working in uh pritchett again at left tackle so at this point i said this last week the coaches have had the opportunity to see who does what the best who can play here who who can't play here you know what I mean? Like they, they've had the opportunity to see where guys fit in. Now it's on the coaches to put the right guys on the field and put them in position to make plays. And I, I'm confident that's what we're going to see moving forward because that's what the best coaches do. And I, I have faith in this coaching staff. I know sometimes they get some flag. They, they try to compare them to some of the old staffs that we had. That's not who we have right now. We got to stick with the guys that we have and we got to trust and believe in these guys. And I think that they can uh, get things going. But again, like you said, you know, not to sound pessimistic because the defense I feel like is, is doing a phenomenal job right now, especially he's doing a phenomenal job. And the offense is finding itself. It's, it's, take, it's taking some time for them to take shape, but I think they're finally starting to. And we've known there's, we know there's been some factors involved, whether it's the quarterback position or a new coordinator or what have you. But I think uh, going forward, we're going to see them open things up and, and hopefully they start getting to that identity that they want to be. Because right now what it looks like is they want to be a team. They might not put up a bunch of points, but that's okay because you have an elite defense to keep the other team from scoring. But you also end up controlling the game and end up having way more time of possession and keeping the ball away from other teams. That's an effective game plan. So if that's your identity, stick with it, be innovative, be creative, and make it the most effective that it can be. Well, at some point, they're going to have to score points. I mean, they're going to get in the shootouts. We know that's, that's going to happen. I'm looking at LSU down the road and teams like that where they're going to have to be somewhat of an air raid and score points. So I think you got to have great balance, but yet um, have that in, in your back pocket at some point in time. We'll step away for a moment. Jamie and others who are on hold will come to you. What say you? What say the people? Which Alabama team are we going to see tomorrow night? This is the Miller's Edge, sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store. 
America's art support expert. And again, I don't know where you're watching the game. If you're not going to the game, want to be out, go check out Reagan, Randy, R&R Cigars. They got the best selection in town in the southeast. All the bourbon that you want to choose from. Great atmosphere, recliners, flat screen TVs on the porch, inside, downstairs, upstairs, over on 6th Street. So if you want a great atmosphere to watch the ball game, to watch the tide roll, roll, tide, go to R&R Cigars. Check Reagan and Randy out. Quick timeout. Come back, your phone calls. This is the Miller's Edge on the Tide. 100.9, the home of Alabama. Crimson Tide Sports back in a moment. Look like a pro. Hello, Tuscaloosa, all you Crimson Tide fans. It's Matt Coulter reminding you that Big Noon Sports with myself and Lars Anderson and Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama broker, will be coming your way from noon until 2. In fact, we're there every Friday. We've been there every Friday of the football season, and we will move forward as well. Fantastic lunches. Grab a James Joyce burger. I've ordered it a couple of three times now, and it's just perfect. It's a perfect burger. But they also have 40-plus different types of on-tap beer, a lot of locals. You like that? And, of course, they make a fantastic cocktail as well. It's Mississippi State weekend at Innisfree, no cowbells allowed, okay? That's the way it's going to be. It's out of town, playing in Starkville. So if you want to come over and watch the game Saturday night, great. But right now, get yourself to Innisfree. It's the place to be. Hey, if you're thinking... 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays very warm and dry through early next week. Sunny this afternoon. The high today, 87. Clear tonight with a low at 63. Then for tomorrow and Sunday, a good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 88 and 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Here on the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Justin, I must tell you, man, I got hit up on Twitter yesterday, I believe it was, and and they were saying the Miller's Edge got the best bump music in town. And folks like the music is is, is nice. So I said, you got to give a hand clap and give things up for Justin Jones. <laughs> I try, I try. And I, I'll tell you what, Corey, I was talking to my uh, my buddies yesterday, and I, t- I was telling them the advice you gave me, and they think I need to go with it, too. I need to, I need to get a little Justin Jones. <laughs> that was good, you, Justin. That was. That was good. Brother, if you go down to the strip tonight, I don't know where you go. At. What's, what's the place called on this other spot? Um and just go to the door, man, and just give him that, hey, I'm Justin Jones. I'm telling you right now, your phone going to be blowing up. I mean, your, your ex going to be blowing up. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to give you some advice, man. There's something about the depth of, of that voice. When you got that bass and you just give him that Barry White, you know, I know a melody that we can sing together. I got the secret key. To you, baby, let's make me. So when you go in and give him that Justin Jones like that, bro, I'm telling you right now, 
you don't have to need a fly swatter like I needed last night. Try to keep them flies from my chicken wings. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you updated. I'll keep you updated. Let me know, man. Let me know how it works for you. 205-342-9904. It is Prediction Friday. We got folks on hold. We love taking it to the people. Let's start off, kick it off with Jamie. Jamie, thank you so much. Welcome into the program. What's going on, fellas? Jamie, you there? Jamie, are you there? All right, let's go to uh, Tommy from Romulus. Tommy, good Friday to you. Sorry, guys, Jamie's here. We should be able to hear him. Jamie, Uh, you still there? I'm sorry. All right. Hey, can you hear me? Tommy, hold on. We're going to put you back on for a minute. Jamie, we got you. Go right ahead. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Y'all doing all right today? Doing well, Jamie. How are you? I'm doing man, great. I'm doing, doing great, man. I just crossed over in Sweet Home, Alabama. I'm in the Soul Suburban doing the radio show. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, uh, yeah, so my, my, my concern, it's not really with the defense. You know, I think defense is finding their way. They're, they're, uh, they're flying around, so that's what I want to see with them, hitting some heads, you know. Uh, but uh, the, the offensive line, man, the offensive line has got to – is from start to finish in this game, I want to really see them get to push, push them, push them, push them, man. Show your, show uh, what they're about, you know. So um, that's what my only concern with on on the offense. I, I need to see more consistent with offensive lines because that's gonna that's gonna help the things out with the offense. You know, I want to see, like I said, I want to see them bust them in the mouth, you know, and be consistent. And uh, that's my only concern. Uh, I think, I mean, I think we'll be able to handle Mississippi State. You know, I'm looking at probably around about 34-14 is what I'm looking at, which I think. 34-14, tied will roll. Let me ask you this, Jamie. You know, of course, knew about Alabama when I was covering South Carolina, so a long time I've been following the SEC and the Crimson Tide. But does this year seems like everybody like every week just seems to be a little nervous because the confidence that that Alabama and the fan base used to have and like I it doesn't matter who we play it doesn't matter we're going to win and we there's an expectation of how we're going to play do you feel like that that's gone for this season at least uh yeah there uh no I had to answer your question no I like I still feel nervous on the offensive side you know, and I think a lot of it's got to do with the new play caller, you know. Um, but, I mean, they, it's just, uh, something still is off with offense, you know. Um, but, I mean, I do think they figured out, you know, uh, the quarterback aspect. You know, uh, we know Milrose the guy, you know. But I, I, majority of the problems is the offensive line, man. The offense has got – the offensive line has got to be more consistent. Now, I'm talking about overall – like no more bad hikes, you know, over the the, the quarterback head, or fourth and uh, fourth and goal. Why are you in shotgun? Things like that. Like, like man, we Milrose should be on on fourth and goal quarterback sneak. Boom, he's big enough to get in that end zone, man. And as long as you got the offensive line pushing, you know. So uh, just the big lead. Yeah, it, I mean, it's he's two hundred thirty plus pounds on. <laughs> exactly. I mean. It, it, why are you in shotgun? It just doesn't make sense, you know? Um, but, you know, that's just me being a fan. If I can figure that out as a fan, 
a coach should have realized, hey, you shouldn't keep having a shotgun. You know? If you get paid two and a half million dollars, you should be able to figure that one out exactly. for sure. Man. All right. thanks so much. Well, just one more quick quick thing. The playmaker, I think, okay. is, is on or is hell. They need to get the ball to hell. He is going to be a playmaker. I agree. I told you, I'm in the hundred percent amen company with you, brother. Bless you, roll tide. You got the score down, Christian. Yeah, because that, actually, yeah, Jamie, that's okay. right, right around what I had. I had thirty-four to thirteen, so we're right there. I think he had thirty-four to fourteen, so I got that written down for Jamie, and uh, hopefully, we're both uh, right or around that area. Because I mean, I think I think that's a fair game, fair shake. I think that I think that's very realistic. Yeah, we're going to see. Let's go to Tommy from Rambles. Tommy, good Friday, brother. Hey, guys. How are y'all today? Doing well, my friend. Tommy, good. Well, good, good, good here. Um, there's a lot to look for tomorrow. I mean, I'm sorry they played away, but I'm going to get the popcorn out. I am going to watch football, 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 and I'm going to OD on Mississippi mud chocolate cake. So, if I go tomorrow, I'm going to, I am going <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said you're going to OD on Mississippi Mud Cake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go happy. And with chocolate on my lips, so I don't know. <laughs> with chocolate on your lips. That's a good one. I like that. Well, I mean, I, I'm not a big chocolate cake Mississippi mud. Now tell me just what is that? Is that like a pie or is it? It's kind of like a brownie, but it's kind of, it can be made, it's just, it's very soft and chewy. Some people make it with marshmallow and uh, there's several ways, but it's just like, it's like dealt by chocolate. I mean, I I don't know why, but it's type of cake. Do you put ice cream on top of it? Yeah, you put ice cream, vanilla, anything you want. Yes, yes. It's heavily. Oh, okay, that, that's, that'll work. I'm going to have to try that out. Yeah. Since I can't go over the creamery, I'll Which... start me and get some ice cream over there. If y'all ever go over there, need to go to the, the creamery in Starkville, Mississippi. They got some ice cream. Mm-hmm. You might slap your own mother for it. I mean, really. I told Ron Fowler well, Next year when I'm driving down to the Greenville, Mississippi, down to Delta for my buddy Steve Azar's golf event, I'll stop through. Yeah, it's wonderful. I got great cheese and stuff. I every time I go to Mississippi, I got to take a detour. Start with a, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Alabama, let's go. Alabama, I'm looking forward. They got to play more consistent on defense. I mean, offense, offense. I want some. They threw the ball more into the tiny. I just love them to spread it out more. If they do that, I don't think no mind the conference can cover us. I really don't, but. I'm kind of getting tired of them playing vanilla type. We're not going to show them something yet. Still young in the season. Well, this is game five. It's time of four. It's time to show something. I mean, I mean, come on, Tommy Reese. Yeah, come on, Tommy Reese. I mean, this is this is uh, game five. It's uh, enough is enough. All right, let's go. I yeah. mean, no need to try to hold nothing back at this point. Turn, I hate turn the boys it. loose. He reminds me of Major Applewhite right now. Oh, the first year saving was at Alabama. I know Major Applewhite didn't have the talent. The young guy played for Texas quarterback was an mm-hmm. offensive coordinator in the first year. Yep. 
reminds me a lot of that. So. <sighs> that's, 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 that's not going to make the Tide Nation feel good. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm, that's why I put the Trump Mississippi mud in it. Uh, get people high on trinket where they will forget what I say. <laughs> but, uh, uh, What's your uh, score prediction? I am going to go with a nice 33 to 12. Wow. 33 to 12. Will that be four field goals? Or two touchdowns and two missed extra points or two missed two-point conversions? Which one? How are they going to get to 12? I think we're going to kick some field goals. I make them kick field goals. I like that. Yeah. Keep them out of the end zone. So four field goals for Mississippi State. Yeah, I don't want to give them, I don't want us to give them no safeties. I don't like safeties unless we get them. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah. 33 to 12, Christian. Tommy from Romulus. All right, man. Enjoy your Mississippi mud cake. I hope you don't OD on it. And uh, we'll see you again down at the uh, at the cafe. Mid, uh, excuse me, uh, at the cafe, Buffalo's Cafe, uh, uh, at one of our um, remotes. So take care of yourself, brother. Good uh, to hear yeah. from you. All uh, right, y'all be safe. Talk to y'all later. All right, there's Tommy from Romulus. He's going to OD on Miss. Chris, you ever had Mississippi mud cake? Uh no. Uh, I've had uh, what, what was it called? Dirt. It was uh, like pudding with the. Um, Something like dirt. crumbled in there. Yeah, you just call it dirt or mud or something like that. But it was like it's like pudding, uh, pudding, Oreo bits. Oh yeah, gummy Oreo worms. bits. Been like a gummy worm. Yeah, yeah. man, that was good, man. Growing gummy up, they had gummies up in there. Like a gummy worm or two, because it was supposed <laughs> to look like like dirt or mud. Like that I know, but when you say it. gummies, you know people think it's weed or whatever they call. Oh, dude, come on, man. I said growing. Well, that's up. what people. CBD. I heard a commercial on our station. CBD. Go to the CBD and get them them gummies. I heard that on the uh, gummy worm. Gummy worm. All right, back to the phone we go. Ellis, you are up next here on the the Miller's Edge Show. Hope you're having a wonderful Friday. Roll tide, there, gentlemen. Roll tide, roll. Yeah. Uh, Good show, by the way, last night on YouTube. Thank Man, you, thank you, brother. We enjoyed that. Enjoying it. Yeah. Yes, yes. It, uh, I've been really interested. I learned a lot, you know, so I'm going to keep on watching it. So. Well, thank yeah. you. We have time to kind of really, you know, dig down into plays and different things, kind of, you know, break those things down. It's tough when we just have an hour here, but uh, that's why the extra is so good because we can really get down and dirty with, with a lot of different things and, and uh, try to to educate from our knowledge and wisdom and, and um, again thanks for uh, tuning in on that we're gonna we're looking to do do some more with the whole video thing but we got to figure that out next cool good deal uh yes sir looking forward to uh, coming down uh for the homecoming uh like i said i'm gonna be down so i can come by there and see y'all at uh 11 o'clock there at uh live Buffalo. show Yes, yeah, sir. I've got, I've got to come check that out and get to meet y'all. You know, I'd love to meet y'all. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're looking forward to, to meet it. you too, man. For sure. Uh, I am, uh, I believe, y'all, like I tell Ryan Feller every evening when I call him, he asked me to, I believe, well, I shout it out to the top of my lungs. So, I, I believe. believe. Yeah. I believe, and uh, I That's stand true. behind my coach, and, uh, I think each game that uh, will get better each game. Yeah. 
and that's the goal, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, could they still, as Christian was alluding to about the offensive linemen, you know, they're still experimenting there with, you know, Caden Proctor. And who was the other guy, Christian, you said? Uh, Elijah Pritchett. They're subbing yeah, him Pritchett. in at left tackle. Yeah, they, they're going back and forth to those guys. Uh, and uh, I just I just seem to think that uh, the second half uh, of the ball game last week, I think we're going to pick up from there where we left off. And we're just we're going forward. Yeah, I, I mean, and, listen, uh, this team is. You know, I try to, to, to snoop around and listen to you know a lot of the national pundits, and um, and the thing that what I'm hearing now is they're changing a little bit uh, on Alabama, but you know, and I think that's largely because of the, it was a good win. But some some still pushing back because Ole Miss not that good. But you, you hear a little bit of everything, but this team has the potential to get really good. If they figure it out and form an identity and, and, and become who we know that they can be, they can be a scary team. Because this, and then I will say this, guys, this is the year, if they're going to have a little bit of struggle, this is the right year because there's no dominant team that's in, in the conference right now. There isn't. No. So, so, so that's good news. So if there's ever a year that Nick Saban and one of his team is trying to find themselves, this is the year. This is the year to do it. Yes, sir. I agree. And uh, yeah. I, my score is going to be my score is going to be thirty-five to fourteen. Thirty-five and uh, fourteen. Yes, and you know, you know, do y'all know how long it's been since they threw a touchdown pass against Alabama? I do Quite not. Some time. I don't know how long, but it's been a while. Well, they talked about it on the Gary Harris show today. I think it's back in 2017, I think, is the last time that they threw, actually threw a touchdown pass. So I want to keep that up. I want the team to keep that up. That's pretty awesome. Be stingy, be stingy and be nasty on DP. Well, we are definitely seeing that, and we are very confident, both of us, on the defense handling their business against Mississippi State and going forward because they are starting to play true Alabama defense. Ellis, before we go, give me one of them good old I Believe Road Tides. I Believe Road Tide! There it is. <laughs> Roll Tide, buddy. Roll tide, Thanks, buddy. Ellis. Have yeah. a great weekend, my friend. Yeah. Ellis, believe. Do you believe? That's like a sermon right there, Chris. Do you believe? Absolutely. Do you believe? Domination, do you believe? We believe, but do you believe? All right, we've got to hit a break. Come back, more of your phone calls, more of your score predictions. Take a look at some other games again around the SEC. There's some intriguing ones out there. We may chat a little bit about that as well on the last segment of the show. This is the Middle's Edge. We're going to tie 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. We're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's Art Support Experts. Back in a moment. Hello, Tuscaloosa, all you Crimson Tide fans. It's Matt Coulter reminding you 
that Big Noon Sports with myself and Lars Anderson and Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama broker, will be coming your way from noon until 2. In fact, we're there every Friday. We've been there every Friday of the football season, and we will move forward as well. Fantastic lunches. Grab a James Joyce burger. I've ordered it a couple of three times now, and it's just perfect. It's a perfect burger. But they also have 40-plus different types of on-tap beer, a lot of locals. You like that? And, of course, they make a fantastic cocktail as well. It's Mississippi State weekend at Innisfree, no cowbells allowed. Okay? That's the way it's going to be. It's out of town, playing in Starkville. So if you want to come over and watch the game Saturday night, great. But right now, get yourself to Innisfree. It's the place to be. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I'm back. Welcome back. I'm headed back. The boys are back in town. That's right. I'm probably, let me look at the old navigation system. My sister's driving, so I'm in the back of the old suburban, so, um, a little over an hour away. So, not too bad making it down that highway 20. Right. Alabama, Mississippi State, going to battle tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. That's a late game, man. We're getting down to like Pac 12 at night. Curse. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I don't. I don't like that late of a game, man. It's just that's real late. I, yeah, I know, and I'm not even that old. But I mean, I, look, I get tired earlier now, man. And I, I'll be honest, those late games. I, I heard it was supposed to be at eleven. But you gonna, I, are you going to be able to make it? You have to hit record. Uh, I might have to just yes, figure. Well, I rather really have the later game at eleven o'clock. But uh, it, it depends. It, it depends. Nobody Sometimes should have to play a football game. At breakfast, you, if you can still eat breakfast, there should there should that. not be a football game. I That's get ridiculous. That, but I'll, I'll say this for for some from somebody that I don't I don't drink like that. I don't really tailgate. I don't because I'm working and stuff. I don't mind it because you know I I get up get excuse me get up get my day going and then that's just straight straight into football. I, I don't mind that. Yeah, but I, don't I you have to be at the pregame show like at five yeah, in the morning or something? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm just saying, if if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't mind it. But I get it for people tailgating and stuff. They want to enjoy the day. But I don't even know if they're going to make it to the game. I mean, hell, 8 o'clock, that's a late game. And they're the whole day just drinking and having fun. <laughs> what what, what a minute, though. Like, what do you drink in the morning? Like, what I mean, I, like, what do people mimosas, drink? Right? Don't, don't, like, mimosas. I don't know. I don't drink that morning drink. I, I don't oh, yeah, yeah, they drink so out. I uh, tell you, but I just feel like that's that's a common morning drink. But mimosas, and then they're going to have alcohol from the night before, hangover. What do they call that, Mark? Um, I don't know. With the I red stuff know. in it and the fruit. And Justin, no, Justin Jones. What do they call it? Bloody Mary. The red drink. Bloody Mary. That's r- Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah, they have Bloody Marys well, and, and quick, chicken and biscuits and, yeah. Yeah, real quick because I don't want to run out of time. I, I pulled up the uh, the box score from last week with Mississippi State and Carolina, and you're right. Will Rogers was 30 of 48 for 487 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, so they definitely went through the air last week. Something that we hadn't really seen in the previous weeks. Yes, we saw it in previous years under uh, the late Mike Leach, uh, 
but this season they were opting more for their run game. But last week is almost like they, I don't know, they, they shifted things up. So with that being said, I just thought that was an interesting note because we'll see their game plan against Alabama. We know Alabama has done really well on defense, really in all uh, phases on defense. But if you got a quarterback for, that, that just threw for almost 500 yards and you've seen that Alabama can at times give up big plays in the passing game, I wouldn't be shocked if they do take their shots, right? That's why last night on the Miller's Edge Extra, I chose Kool-Aid McKentry as my defensive player of the game because I feel mm-hmm. like a, a defensive bat could have a big game. If I had to guess, I think they are going to try to go through the air on on our you know, football team tomorrow night. But we'll have to see. They're definitely going to try to establish the run first and foremost. But I would not be shocked if we see a similar type of game as they had with South Carolina just trying to air the ball out and take those shots. Because I think Alabama has uh, been extraordinarily well, for the most part, stopping the run. They've done a, a good job. And so we all know this. Alabama, at times, if, if you do try to find a weakness in the defense, it typically is through the air. You know, in, in Pretty recent much. years, yeah, running the football against Alabama is typically a no-no. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see that from them. But defensively, I know they're going to bring pressure, right? They're aggressive. They're going to mm-hmm. try to bring pressure. But we said this uh, this week and last night is that you have to exploit that pressure. If they're going to be aggressive and, and, and they're going to bring pressure like that, shoot the gaps, cross dog blitz, whether it's off the edge, cat blitz, whatever it is, have those hot routes ready. You don't even have to go deep. But if you have that man on man, be comfortable and confident knowing that Jermaine Burton and Isaiah Bond, those guys can take the top off a of defense. They can win those one-on-one matchups. But even if it's not that, take the hot route, right? You know, quick crossing route, slants, whatever it is. And uh, hopefully you capitalize off that. Or Jalen Milrow, who's arguably the best athlete on the field, you know, as long as you 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 block it up right and he can find an escape window. We saw Spencer Rattler and Arizona's quarterback scramble for a whole bunch of yards uh, when they were in those blitzes because you and I both know when they blitz, typically majority of the time they're man coverage. When it's man coverage, guys have their backs turned. There you go, open running lane. So that, that's kind of what I see playing. I just wanted to get that in there. I know we're running low on time, but yep. just looking at the box and, score. But it, it, the running over oh, real quick, the, the receiver Griffin, he had a two hundred seven receptions for two hundred fifty six yards. <laughs> yeah, I, believe me, I saw it. I was, I saw it. It was horrible. But again, it was South Carolina. Just, just throw that out there with a bunch of guys hurt through the secondary and. On defense in general. Uh, 205-342-9904. Back to the phones we go. Taking your score predictions. Mitchell, you are up next. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. I know we're kind of pushed for time, but, yeah, uh, that 8 o'clock start, the, us uh, beer drinkers out there trying to tailgate before we do, we do <laughs> get a, definitely got to pace ourselves on that one. Or 8 o'clock will never come. <laughs> All right, let's go. That's what I was saying, Mitchell. That's it. That's it. Let's go. Uh, Alabama 27, uh, Mississippi State 7. Okay. 27-7. Right. 27-7. Yeah, so we, we just got do what now? Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Well, we just got to uh, get better every week and uh, basically survive in advance, you know. And, and it started last uh, second half of the last game. So that's all survive I got. You guys have a good weekend. And uh that's it. That's it. Have a good weekend and roll tide. Roll tide. You have a great weekend as well. Sorry about that cutting you off. I, I was going to ask Mitchell, though, being that late game and the beer drinkers, were they making the church on Sunday morning? It's going to be one of those excused absences. Good chance they might not. Yeah, I was about to say. Because Saban gave them a, 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 you know, excuse 
a signed excuse that they can miss Sunday school and church on Sunday morning. Coach probably do he's that gonna, for you. He's going to write it up for him. <laughs> he probably he, do that. <laughs> if they're in attendance, oh, maybe. Good. I mean, the pastor saying, uh, hey, uh, here's a note and a note to the preacher. Uh, you know, in the Baptist church, when they move or walk out, they had to put up one finger. Did you ever notice that? Like, if some of the deacons get up out the front row here, like, just put up one finger in the air. Is that and what they just tiptoe out the church. <laughs> so, wow. these beer drinkers and tailgates are going to have to come into church with their one finger up. And hopefully they're waving it for two things. Alabama one and we're number one, and the other finger will be passed off. Forgive me. I drink too much beer watching the tide roll. <laughs> oh, wow. And here's a well, note from I, Coach Saban. Well, I'll tell you where you can go drink some beer and uh, watch the game. Is that, That's Buffalo's Cafe. Where that is. We're Midtown Village. Oh, yeah. Right there in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. If you're looking for a great restaurant experience, a place to take your family, a place to go watch the football game tomorrow evening, head on over to Buffalo's Cafe, get you some wings. They've got great tacos, steaks, burgers, you name it. They've got everything. Got a nice little bar area where you can have a nice drink and watch football games. So head on over to Buffalo's Cafe to watch the football game uh, tomorrow evening. Kickoff is at 8 p.m. Central Time. And remember, we're always there every Friday of home game weekends, getting game day weekend started the right way. So check us out there, 11 to 1 at Buffalo's Cafe. And also, want to remind you guys about our good friends over at Alumni Hall who are giving away two tickets to the Alabama-Arkansas game on October 14th and a $250 gift card. So stop by the store in Midtown Village or go to alumnihall.com and pick Alabama to enter the sweepstakes and shop the latest and greatest football season items. Remember, it's fall weather's coming up. They got the hoodies. They got the jackets. They got the hat wall. You name it. So head on over to Alumni Hall in Midtown Village or go to alumnihall.com where Crimson Tide fans shop. All right, so do you want to say your, your offensive and defensive player of the game? So, did you say your score prediction? I know. I, 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 I got Alabama winning 41-20, 41-20, 41-20. to 20, 41 to 20. 41-20, the tide will roll. Uh, the offensive player of the game. Um, I'm going Jalen Milrow. I think he's going to have the ability because they bring so much pressure to throw deep balls. I think we're going to see some one-on-one on the outside. He's going to give his receivers a chance to win. I think he hits a bunch of those big throws defensively. Uh, I'm going to change to 13. I think Malachi is going to be crucial. Uh, he's going to be in the slot. They're going to run a lot of different things out there. That, and then I believe that uh, we'll blitz him too. So I think he get a couple of hits on the quarterback, maybe a sack, maybe a pick, maybe a fourth fumble, uh, eight to ten tackles. Malachi. And I like Malachi because it's a great book in the Bible. I mean, he's named great. Malachi, where it talks about tithing in Malachi. You know, tithe the tenth. Give you 10%, Christian, of your uh, your money that you're getting from uh, all these endorsements. Tithe Malachi. Read it. So there, there you go. That's right. And I, I think... I said Kool-Aid McKintry just because I think he's due for, you know, a big performance in a tear on Arnold. Yeah. Off to a strong start. But I think they're going to try to throw the ball like they did last week against South Carolina, giving some opportunities to the cornerbacks and secondary. So I'm going to go with Kool-Aid McKintry on the defensive side of the football. Offensively, I said Jace McClellan. I'm just going to stick with that. I'm going to switch it up. I think, you know, those deep shots might get us into the red zone, and, and Jace might have opportunities to punch it in from short. So I'm going to go with Jace McClellan in this one. Two safe picks, but that's what I'm going with. And my score is 34-13. 
team in this ball game tied on top. Uh, before we get out of here, I just want to say thank you to everybody for your support and listening to the show. Remember, check us out on all social media platforms at Miller's Edge, especially on YouTube. Go and like and subscribe on, on our YouTube channel to stay up to date. Appreciate you guys. Look forward to seeing the tide roll. Roll tide roll. Monday. This is the Miller's Edge. Justin Jones. Justin Jones. Justin Jones. Shout out to Justin Jones. Justin Jones. Blessings, everybody. See you on Monday. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily, always live.